Welcome Vox Popsters to Season 2 of Vox Popcast. This is your host, JR. And I'm Marius. Grabe Marius, napakainit no? Ano na ba ngayon? Mag-June na yata. Yeah, and uh, we're having temperatures in excess of 40 degrees, so talagang it's exhausting. So how, how has your summer been, partner? Well, since lockdown pa din, may pandemic pa din, it's been, I guess, the same as last summer. We're not really able to go to the beaches, you know, the usual things that we do every summer. And actually, nastock lang tayo inside. But na lang may aircon. Ikaw, Marius, kamusta ka naman? And then, I really miss uh, swimming and just plain getting out without getting anxious about the pandemic. Pero ala, nandito na tayo eh. So, uh, our listeners, uh, please feel free to reach out to Vox Popcast ha, about your summer experiences. And uh, we're here. We're here to talk about your experiences in future episodes. Yeah, and Marius, actually, I think since nagbago yung academic year, I think nakaka-relate din sa ating, um, ang ilan sa ating mga college students, specifically those who are doing their final task, I would say, yung final frontier before everyone graduates. And we all know what that is, right? And the final frontier has always been the thesis. Okay, so I'm not sure kasi, ewan ko lang Marius kung magaling lang tayo, pero I know from my experience, hindi naman, I'm, I haven't really encountered anything deadly in finishing my thesis way back in 2009. How about you? How was your experience? Ako rin, I didn't uh, experience any difficulties with my thesis. Uh, I was, I think, half a year ahead of you lang in the university. And the fun thing was, uh, my thesis uh, advisor noon, didn't really pay it much attention to my study, so I was pretty much given free reign as to what I wanted to write. And kami ni JR, uh, we wrote our thesis on our own. Hindi po kami na group thesis no araw, and that was like the 10 plus years ago. Uh, ikaw partner, can you tell us about how you how you approached your thesis noon? Right, so before that, you know, Marius, um, yeah, so um, guys, so for the season 2 of Vox Podcast, you know, we tried to basically make a theme for our um, college students so um, we're trying to bring back the youth uh, you know in Vox Popcast kasi I know itong times na to I mean it's a perfect time basically when we're starting our season 2 of Vox Pop na we try to make our topics more relevant sa pinagdadaanan ng youth natin so itong episode na to like you said is more on helping them out hopefully they can pick up um, some tips on how we did our thesis but yeah um, ang approach ko sa thesis ko naman. So, just to give you guys context, my thesis was um, actually about um, sexual deviance. Are you so in? So, I mean, guys, it's not about sex. <laughs> it's about sexual deviance. Specifically, um, yung representation ng bisexual male community. So, kasi gantayin, guys. Um, if I'm gonna give like a step-by-step on how you to approach your thesis, you always have to start with um, a topic that will resonate with you. So basically sa Tagalog, ano ba yung topic na gusto mo talagang gawin? Ano yung alam mo na kahit mahirapan ka pag sisigasigan mo siyang really um, research or isasaliksigin mo talaga siya. So that's always the first step. So for me, yung sexual deviance, it does, it did come out like after many brainstorming. Ano ba talaga yung mahalaga sa akin? And, Obviously, as part of the LGBT community, this this was something that was important to me back then. Although I didn't know it yet, na maging siya important. But yeah, it was something that was very interesting to me. Because 
how I thought about it is, you know, the, the, this part of the community is so very underrepresented. As you can see, parang there's a very big like male gay community and then a strong lesbian community as well. But for bisexuality, there isn't. So that's um, the the topic that um, I really thought I can work with. How about you, Marius? How did you go about your thesis, thesis topic? Nako, mas masalimut yung pinagdaanan ko. Not because, you know, it's a better study or something, but I wanted to do a study on the Holocaust. So, it's called, it's formally called the Holocaust Studies. I wanted to do literature from Germany, and then my thesis advisor barred me from doing it kasi hindi daw yun yung aking uh, foreign language. So, when you enroll in, at the university, you are required uh, to take some foreign languages. Ano? So, mine was French. But I wasn't really particularly interested in uh, French literature. I was more interested in German literature, specifically during the Holocaust. So, pagdating ko kay thesis advisor, sabi niya, while your topic is great, you can't. Because, uh, you know, there are requirements dun sa, kumbaga yung strand ko back in college. So, kung may mga strand yung mga senior high school, may mga strand din kami. And my strand was, ano, European literature. So, ending, napunta ako sa, sa French literature. And my study was about uh, migrants who went to France uh, and wrote literature nung nakapagsettle na sila sa country. And how their literature shaped yung discourse of the nation-state in the French mo- modern nation-state. So, we all know na culturally diverse ang mga European countries and there's no single discourse about... Uh, nationness or ethnicity. So, yun, yun yung pinag-aralan ko. Kasi, I also believe na dahil underrepresented itong mga migrant writers, someone has to talk about their work. Diba? So, yun yung naging parang uh, focus ko nung college. And I, I got good marks naman for it. But, you know, I, I wasn't able to flesh out yung gusto ko talagang topic. Maybe I'll do it in the future. So, thanks for that, Paris. Those are a lot of big words. Hopefully, nakarelate yung iba sa ating listeners. <laughs> Pero yun, basically guys, yun nga, ang common na naman sasabihin namin ni Maurice is you always should start with something that really interests you. And I hope I know you agree Maurice na it it ito yung isa sa talaga sa common pitfall actually sa una pa lang eh. Pitfall agad din ng ating mga ano, nating mga students na undergoing their thesis that they see the thesis more as a requirement. So that's okay guys, requirement naman talaga siya para graduate, ba? Pero kasi if you see it that way na ano uh, eh, parang it's more of like ano lang eh, I means to an end. So parang, okay, gawin ko yung thesis ko, baka matapos na, requirement na siya, and then it's over. Pero remember guys, ang goal ng thesis, as with any research, is to contribute to a body of knowledge. So, ano siya, legacy nyo siya guys, once you're done with your thesis, it's something that you contributed to the entire body of knowledge of society and humanity. So, ganun siya kaka-importante actually, it's not just something that you, um, that you just create kasi requirement siya. So, yun. So, yun. So, umpisa pa lang, kaya nga sinasabi ni Marius, namin ni Marius, it should be something that you really, really like to do and that you're interested in doing. Yeah, I think, partner, ang main problem with a lot of students in the Philippines is pag narinig nila yung word na thesis, uh, natatakot sila. Mm. Yun yung first reaction. It's a very visceral reaction. Natatakot sila kasi, well, we can actually blame them pala mm. fully kasi a lot of students in senior high and college 
write their thesis without prior ano, mm-hmm. uh, instruction on actually how to write a thesis. And when it when thesis is taught, when research is taught, it's very mechanical, mm-hmm. it's very cold. Mm-hmm. And we're here to tell you guys, ano, na writing a thesis is one of the greatest things you can ever do in your college life. Okay? In, in your youth. Why? Kasi, sabi nga ni partner, you're gonna contribute to the body of knowledge sa Pilipinas. And this is the same body of knowledge na ginagamit natin sa day-to-day t- uh, na pamumuhay natin. The science here in the Philippines, the culture here, the literature here, resulta yan ng mga pag-aaral, ng pagpapakadalubhasa. Sa batang edad nyong yan, oo, nagiging dalubhasa kayo. But you have to make the choice, sabi nga, to be interested in what you're doing first bago, bago nyo ma-develop yung next step, which is to, you know, to actually contribute to that knowledge. Exactly. So, again, part din, I guess, Marius, nung pagka-overwhelm ng mga kabataan. No? Kasi, well, we're writing a thesis, it's not like writing an, siguro, an essay or like a personal essay or like a work of fiction na, well, it does contribute. You need to really do your research talaga, di ba? Kasi, um, unlike like doing creative works, yes, you sometimes do research, but technically, you can do something creative that comes from your mind. Diba? And that's it. You don't need to do any anything. And well, in any research, you really need to do your due diligence. So, sige, let's break it down. So, una, minsan na, natatakot na agad sila. On, on, daunting na agad yung pag-isip ng topic. So, let's say, nakaisip na sila ng topic, Marius. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, ang next step dyan is, does the topic make sense? Number Or is it like too big? Is it specific enough? Anong sa tingin mo yung common pitfalls, Maris? Kasi, sige, passionate na sila, interested sila dun sa topic na naisip nila. Pero, biglang sabihin ng teacher nila, ay hindi, i-disapprove ko yan. I'll decline this topic kasi for some reason. But what what are those things that you, what are the common pitfalls basically when you're thinking of a thesis topic? The first pitfall siguro, and this is a very practical piece of advice, guys, ano? Uh, do not grab the first topic that you see on Google, okay? Kasi, if you grab the first topic that you see on Google, and kung saan lang website galing yan, ma, you will be misguided, okay? So, here's what you're gonna do. If you need a topic, identify nyo muna kung saan kayo interesado, and then, think of how you're going to dissect or explore that. So, from a very big uh, object, halimbawa, uh, no, visually speaking, halimbawa, you started with a, with a watermelon, you're gonna go down deep. You're gonna cut that watermelon because you're going deep into the watermelon to find out kung ano pa pwedeng aralan. You can't just say na I have a watermelon, right? So, you have to open that and you have to present in your thesis what that watermelon is all about. Madalas, naiistap ang mga estudyante dun sa external object lang. Na, halimbawa, interesado sila sa epekto ng Wattpad sa kabataan. So, they're just gonna say na merong, they're just gonna assume na merong negative effect si Wattpad. But, they're not, gonna, they're not going to go in deep. Walang evidence, kumbaga, to prove yung initial na assumption nyo na merong negative effect. Yun yung job nyo. To prove yung inyong initial assumption Kasi pag-aaral yan, pag, uh, you know, when it's an expertise, you can't just say na tama ka, you have to prove it. Ikaw, partner. Yes, tama naman yung sinabi mo, Mar. So definitely, that's one of the bigger pitfalls na uh, naisip ng kabataan na that they usually start with an assumption 
and that's always not I, I won't say that's always bad sometimes kasi you can work on it inductively na you have like an assumption and then you prove it by doing your research diba ganun naman talaga most people do it that way at the same time um, I think what the other people do is they don't make their topics um, specific enough so yun nga sabi nila okay gusto kong magsulat about like Wattpad kasi I, I really love Wattpad or sabi natin K-pop I really love K-pop okay what about it um Kasi, I think when people think big, I mean, it's exciting kasi. It's really exciting, so that's fine. Nandun na yung passion. Pero, again guys, we're looking at the entire body of knowledge here. And for you to identify kung ano yung contribute mo, dapat alam mo kung ano pa yung kulang. So, sabihin, gamitin natin yung, ano, yung watermelon example ni Marius. Baka naman dun sa watermelon na yun, yung slice ng watermelon na yun is nagawa na pala before or na-study na before, di ba? So, Marius, how would you know? And again, isa na naman to sa mga daunting tasks ng mga thesis um, students natin. How will you know kung nagawa na ba yung thesis topic na gusto ko palang gawin? And dito papasok yung kahalagahan po ng RRL or the review of related literature ang pinakakinakatakutan na segment ng thesis and i know i know it's hard to write totoo po yan you're going to spend a lot of weeks trying to write the rl trying to get it right and trying to do it without cheating kasi i know you guys sometimes invent your sources alam alam ng mga professor niyan alam ng panel niyan and whether or not you get away with it doesn't matter don't do it don't cheat consult the right references and so, as for the question ni partner no how do you know na yung study mo is something that needs to be done you need to read and hindi lang pwede superficial reading uh, you can be an expert kunwari about a topic in a day in a day's worth of reading halimbawa when you read halimbawa wikipedia page uh, wikipedia pages are about 20% reliable only okay pag nagbasa kayo doon you'll get a general idea of your topic but hindi siya enough so there is no fixed uh, quantity of books or journals that you have to read in order to know in order to be an expert because the idea of the expert is actually relative all right so ganito you have to read enough material to know yung butas ng study nyo at once na nabutasan nyo na yung study nyo and you see the cracks you see the gaps that's the time that you will be able to determine kung ano pa yung pwede nyo gawin in relation to the other references that you've already read. Of course, you will not be able to reinvent the wheel. Uh, we don't do that, okay? You don't have to do that. But, there are a lot of things pa rin that we don't know. And that's actually the purpose of writing a thesis. Marami pang gaps, especially in Philippine scholarship. Nasana na pupunuan every year kapag nagtitisis ang mga college students or senior high. Pero it's not happening. We're still referring to journals and books outside the country. Bakit? Kasi alam natin sa sarili natin, hindi reliable yung nagiging output. Kasi we do, a lot of kids don't even know how to write the RRL. Alright? How about you, partner? That's true. And honestly, guys, ano, wala siyang, you can't escape this. Real talk na to. Real talk na yung sinabi ni partner Marius. Hindi ka pwedeng makatakas sa pagbasa. And part talaga ng research, unfortunately, ang magbasa ng madaming-madaming references. Kasi nga, research is really about filling in the gaps in the body of knowledge. And any self-respecting thesis advisor or professor, ayan ang first step dyan. 
if you think of a thesis topic, nasabihin niya, okay, nagawa na ba to before? Present to me the literature that you found. And then, to prove to me na ito talaga yung gap sa literature. Pero, I'll give you a tip here, okay? Kung talagang meron kang interest, interesting na topic in mind, and talagang sa tingin mo, ano, meron ka pang gap, may gap pa din sa body of knowledge niya. So, let's say, ano, tinga, what part yun yan. Perhaps, if you're doing your I know your review of related debt. Obviously, you're looking for sources, de ba? Um, previous theses or dissertations usually have um, a section in them called scope and limitations. That's number one. Or even sa conclusion, misan yalagay nila. They um, they very blatantly say ko ano yung mga hindi nila na cover dun sa thesis nyan or sa research nila or ko ano yung gaps or limitations sa study. That's already um, a good starting point. You can read those, and then you can get ideas. Now, okay, this sa previous study nila for some reason hindi nila nagawa tong partner to. This limitation. Then perhaps that's what I what I can fill in. So, sabi nga ni partner Marius, it's not about reinventing the wheel. It's okay to dream big, to think big. But remember, guys. Kunyari, sa amin sa UP, mag-isa lang kami. So, and you only have one SEM to really do your research, especially for an undergrad. And kung group man kayo, again, there's only like a few people. You have limited resources, you have limited time. So, you also have to be very realistic about what you can and cannot do. And uh, it's a skill. Actually, you will learn time management and also, yeah, basically um, planning. Those are things that you really need in abundance when you're creating your research, di ba, partner? Oh, ano man. And uh, dahil nagbigay si partner ng tip, ano, I have a tip for you guys ano, that I don't think uh, madalas gamitin pero it works. Halimbawa, nahihirapan kayong maghanap ng references. Google doesn't help you. Tapos, hindi kayo sanay pumunta sa physical libraries. And I know a lot of you guys uh, barely visit libraries. Pero yung, nung time namin, we had no choice. Kasi... UP didn't provide a lot of uh, reliable scholarly uh, references na free. So we had to stay in the library for hours and hours on end. Then ito gawin nyo. Hanap kayo ng isang libro na reliable, tapos tingnan nyo yung bibliography or reference list nung libro na yun. And from there on, tingnan nyo yung mga ginamit nila and search for them online. It will not work 100% of the time kasi obviously these books are, are paid. But you may find some of them for free online. At makakatulong yun. Kasi nga, nagpapakadalobhasa pa lang kayo, hindi nyo pakabisado yung mga key thinkers dun sa domain na pinasok nyo, you're gonna have a hard time. It's not your fault. But, it not being your fault doesn't excuse you for not knowing how to look for information. Okay? So, huwag kayo mag-rely sa blogs. Look at the books and look at the books na ginamit ng mga author ng books na nahanap nyo. It sounds complicated, but it works. At you will be assured of the quality of the references na mahanap nyo rin. Alright? Mahalaga ang quality, hindi kayo. Actually, minsan, sa collection ng quality references, maliligaw ko pa rin minsan kasi minsan nag-aaway yung mga author. Pero that, you know, that's for another day. Ang mahalaga dito, you first find what you need. Alright? Okay, so partner, meron na tayong thesis topic. Or at least, I think, maka-approve na kasi meron na narrow down na natin nakakuha na tayo ng RRL so malamang sabi ni Prof okay you prove enough ito na yung gap ito yung thesis topic mo okay fine let's approve your thesis topic what comes next so for me what comes next is asking the right research questions so partner how do you make good research questions nako uh, 
si si partner he's from, uh, from the sociological sciences i'm from literature pero marami kang intersections yung mga domain namin how do you find how do you create the best questions or the best research questions sa amin ang technique is uh, to refine the problematic ang, ang problematic po uh, pag nagsusulat kami ng paper is just one or more questions that divide that define the entire body of the composition ano so a good research question sa amin must not be answerable by merely a yes or no. Mas maganda na it doesn't have a clear answer. And a good research question should also lead to more questions. You know, hindi naman sa state of confusion ano, but it should like tickle your imagination na can, can I go further? Can I go deeper that one than what I'm already asking? Halimbawa, uh, popular media uh, sabi natin the history of uh, the Darna mythos or the female, the superior female figure in uh, popular literature or popular media. So, ano, ano ang tanong mo doon? Halimbawa, uh, bakit nahuhumaling ang mga tao kay Darna? That's a very general question. You can go down one, one level deeper. Ano ang mga binabasa ng mga batang lumaki noong 1980s na nagbigay sa kanila ng idea ng superior female figure. Ayan, di ba? Mas nagiging interesting na yung usapan, mas nagiging complex na rin po ang research question. And I did that in a matter of seconds. I'm able to do this because I am always curious at hindi ko pinipigil yung sarili ko from asking questions kasi maraming estudyante natatakot magtanong kasi baka hindi nila masagot. That's the purpose of doing the thesis. You have reasonable questions and you must now answer them. Okay? That is true, Marius, pero piggyback ako dun. So, syempre, don't go crazy naman. Remember, you need to answer all of these questions in your thesis. And kung hindi mo man siya ma-answer, you should be able to address that in the conclusion bakit hindi mo siya na-answer sa thesis mo, ba? It can be a limitation in your research. Pwedeng ganon. Um, or it can be like, you can like even say it's probably a flaw in your initial design. Pero that's what happened in your research, ba? In your thesis. But, again, like I mentioned, it's very important that sabi ni... Um, partner Marius that the question should make sense obviously and obviously it should be related to your thesis question doon naman yun eh, if you're gonna take a look at the pyramid start with your thesis statement or yung title ng thesis mo thesis statement then your research questions okay so I think yun so how do we answer though or ano kaya yung makakatulong sa atin Papshi Marius to um, answer the thesis questions kasi uh, I think ang answer that is to have a proper theoretical framework. Do you agree, Marius? Yes. Nako, I, I was highly theoretical back in college. At talagang, kumbaga, ang teorya ang dagat ko, ako yung isda. So, I swam in theory. I read a lot of theory. Actually, guys, I have something to admit. One of the reasons why nadalian po ako sa thesis ko back in college was I was already planning it in second year. So, first year, nangangapa ako. Second year, I got a better, better handle of things. Nagbasa na ako na nagbasa. And I really got into the groove of, you know, I was photocopying books left and right. Inuwi ko sa probinsya, nagbabasa ako. I was reading on my own. So, pagdating ko na fourth year, I had a 100% good idea of what I wanted to do. Okay? So, so going back to the point, you know, uh, battling the theoretical framework. Alam ko, like the RRL, mahirap itong isulat. And many people actually confuse the RRL with the theoretical framework. So, depending on the format. Ano. So, here's my main tip 
pagkaibubo ng theoretical framework. Take your research questions and take most of what you know about your topic and find one or two good thinkers or good papers or good books on the topic and then find out how they created yung scaffolding nila. Ganito po yan, ano? maraming nalilito of how to actually apply a theory. Actually, a theoretical framework is just a set of concepts that you can use to analyze or answer questions. Yun yung pinaka-basic na definition ng theoretical framework. Without these sets of concepts, you just have your uh, hearsay or your assumptions. But when you have a theory, you can use that theory para siyang machine, para siyang tool that you can use to, to formally dissect your subject or your object. Okay? So, babalik pa rin po tayo sa paghahanap ng mga tamang libro at mga tamang author. Okay? It's not going to be easy. So, kailangan wide reader po kayo in order to identify yung mga tamang authors na ito. Okay? Right. So, adding on to that, Mario, syempre, Again, the easiest way is to read previous research, diba? Kasi nga, some concepts or some theories really do apply to some specific topics. So, for instance, um, if your topic is um, on like women's studies, syempre, kailangan mo ba sa malamang ng Judith Butler and other Marxist or feminist theories, diba? Kasi nga, naka-angka na talaga sila doon sa ganong klase mga teorya. Sometimes, actually, you can use um, some theories. Like, if you want to be creative, some theories you can apply to to completely different topics like before I used the Hanyan psychoanalysis to to analyze like um, digital online representation ng, ng YouTube website ganyan. so obviously magagawa niya lang po yun if you really read a lot so again this is me reminding you guys wala po talagang shortcut into creating a good research paper and uh, um, as with creative writing then you really need to um, to be able to write you also will really need to read a lot okay so, ayun, partner, nandiyan na tayo. Uh, may teorya na tayo, nakagawa na tayo ng magandang theoretical framework. Meron na tayong naisip na isa or dalawang probably um, either opposing theories or perhaps like related theories that we can use to help answer our um, research questions. So, and then, so the next um, process is now we need to identify ano ba yung i-analyze natin. And that is only done by data gathering. So, depende naman ito sa research natin, di ba, Papshi? Yung iba naman, hindi naman kailangan ng malawak na data gathering. Pero, in your case, how did you do it? Nako, in my case, partner, ano, dahil literature yung background ko, wala kaming data gathering. Mm-hmm. Ang material po namin, yung mga nobela. So, yeah. sa thesis ko, I analyzed three novels. They were French novels in translation, meaning, nagsimula po sila bilang sa wikang Frances, tapos sila po ay sinarin sa wikang English. Uh, ang data gathering namin, iba't ibang layer. Merong semantic, merong linguistic, merong cultural. So, isipin nyo po para akong gumagawa ng kakanina sa pinsapin. Tapos, in order for me to present yung aking thesis, kailangan bawat layer na yun solid. Kasi, uh, unfortunately, kapag nasa humanities po, uh, mahirap magsinungaling. Mahirap kumbaga i-bullshit yung, yung thesis kasi lilitaw at lilitaw yan. Dahil yung mga nagbabasa rin sa amin ay sanay na sanay magbasa ng mga studies. Senior partner, how did you do data gathering? Thanks for that. And 
di ba ang swerte nyo listeners na mayroon kayong dalawang different, completely diverging <laughs> research methods, di ba? So obviously, in literature, comparatively, it, it, they do it completely differently. So for us, obviously, in social sciences, iba pa yan if you're doing talagang, I guess, yung um, hard science or natural science research. Obviously, for social sciences, um, iba yung methods namin. So you just choose your the method that actually makes sense or that you're comfortable with. Okay, so sa, sa atin, social sciences, meron tayong tinatawag na quantitative research. So, this can be done via, um, what's this? Surveys, actually. So, medyo komplikado ang surveys, guys. Uh, pero, if you're gonna do surveys, just make sure that you have a proper survey instrument, which means that dapat tama and comprehensive and exhaustive yung questionnaire nyo. So, I guess we can do a separate topic on that pero masyado na Pero yeah, you can do quantitative and my favorite is actually qualitative research. So, sa qualitative research, ang pinaka usually nagagamit natin na research method is we can do interviews or in-depth interviews. Um, we can also do um, ethnographic research. So, usually this, this is done in anthropology. We can... Um, yeah, so those are the types um, of, you know, qualitative research methods you use. So, what do we mean by data gathering, guys? So, in our um, strand, like in, in social sciences, um, these are basically observable information that we will need to analyze. And again, to be able to effectively gather um, information, you need to have the right instrument. So, this can be the correct survey questions. Dapat exhaustive siya. The questions should also correspond to your research questions. So, hindi pwedeng mag-diverge siya. Hindi pwedeng yung question mo ay, ay kulang, basically. At hindi ma-answer yung initial research questions mo. Kasi, if you do that, then makakakon ka ng gaps sa research. Your research will not be successful. Okay. So, Maris, I think you covered na actually yung next natin na topic. So, meron na tayong data. In, in Maris's case, uh, he had the novels. How do you then start the analysis and data presentation? Okay. In our case ulit, sa, kapag po nagsusuri kayo na qualitatively ng mga uh, panitikan o mga um, bits and pieces ng kultura, magsisibabalik kayo dun sa inyong chosen na methodology. In, in my case, uh, nung ako po yung nag nung college, ang methodology ko ay uh, yung teorya ng third world ni Frederick Jameson among others. So, nung time na yon, ang orientation ko was uh, more into British Marxism. Uh, what this simply means was I viewed language and literature as being a component of the economy. So, lahat ng nakikita ko, nakadugtong siya firmly with the political economy nung panahon na binabasa ko yung mga akda na yun. And uh, I'm lucky kasi nasa post-90s na yung mga nobelang binasa ko, meaning I'm more or less uh, aware kung ano nangyayari sa mundo nung panahon, nung era na to. So, ano ba yung naging parang findings ko doon sa pagsusuri? Una sa lahat, uh, nalaman ko na sa, sa nation-state na France, never magiging bahagi ang mga Arabs, ang mga Maghrebi, at ibang mga ethnicities doon sa main narrative na puting Frances. Isa, isa yun sa mga nadiscovery ko. Ikalawa, uh, yung sinasabing modernidad, yung pagiging modern ng, Fran- ng French nation-state, meron siyang dark side. At yung dark side niya, ito yung lahat ng mga tao na ayaw niyong maging princess, Including yung mga writer na migrant na hindi ipinanganak na puti at princess. Pero nagsisilbi sa, sa gobyerno nila, uh, citizens to taxpayers. 
And these are some of the things that I discovered ko and I was able to do this kasi I studied yung how the authors used the language and how they told their stories. Ganun po. Okay. So similar naman you know on how we do it um here um sa social sciences no. Pero I guess depende rin siguro sa style mo. Some people or some students Um, they like to present the data first, so meaning there's the raw data, and then after that, chahan sa magagawa ng section to analyze. Pero, how I personally want to do my research, or did my research is, um, I did both data analysis and presentation on the same section. So, meaning, um, ito na yung data ko, meaning ito yung nagather ko na data, either sections siya ng interview that technically proves my point, <laughs> or uh, is supported by the theory that I use. So, kanyari, Um, in my research, for instance, um, my main theory was the concept of hegemonic masculinity. So basically, I was proving there that no matter what gender you are, the gender expression is informed by the per by the pervading concept of what masculinity is. Basically, um, across cultures. Ayun. So basically, what I did is I um, I the sections from the research or the interviews that I had, I corresponded that, that okay, this um, section that what what this interview said and is or her background actually proves, or um, is um, supported by this theory. So that's what you can do as well. So um, dito na actually imagination creative <laughs> yung part ng research kasi there's no one one single way to do it. It's um, basically you need to let the data talk to you, and then from there, pag alam na alam mo na kasi guys yung teorya nyo, alam mo na yun na okay. Itong section nato actually when I read it, uh, um, eto pala this is how this theory or this um, the proponent of this theory will interpret this type of data, and then yeah, and then from there you need to make sure obviously that each of your thesis or um, your research questions will be answered during the data analysis and presentation. Okay guys, so then na tayo dun. So it, let's go to the most in- exciting part, Marius, which is what is the conclusion of your research? Ah, so again, medyo unconventional kami kasi uh, we neither subscribe completely to classical humanities and not mm. entirely to sociological sciences. Kumaga, kami yung pinsan. <laughs> kami yung pinsan ng domain. So how do you conclude a study kung ikay nasa humanities like us? Uh, in my case, sa dulo ko nilagay lahat ng mga bagay na na-discover ko at hindi ko pa nakikita based on the limitations of my study. Because comparative literature kami, the analysis always has to be in, in contrast with multiple texts. We call them texts. So, uh, if I remember correctly, I made a recommendation to pursue other migrant uh, works within the same period to flesh out yung iba pang mga ethnicities na na-exclude o na-ilalabas dun sa naratibo ng pagiging modern French nation-state. And I did so because I knew na I was only able to focus on the Maghrebi, uh, the Maghrebi migrants, yung mga communities who happen to live sa mga shantytown in France. And I know na my study was uh, one of the few of its kind nung panahon ko dito sa Pilipinas because no one was doing that in depth. Pero I, I pursued it kasi I believe na if we can talk about the excluded communities abroad, we will have a better understanding of how we exclude ourselves in the Philippines. So lagi pong may counterpoint o kumbaga knockout punch ang mga study natin. Ano? And that was the knockout punch nung aking study that I put into my conclusion. 
Ikaw, partner, yung study mo. Yeah. So, to give you an example for how I did my conclusion, di ba? Okay. Meron kasing ibang ginagawa na cheat dito. So, um, this is a bad practice, guys. But sometimes it works. Uh, you can start inductively. That's how you can do So, meaning, meron ka nang alam. Like, siguro, intuitively, alam mo na, okay, kahit na anong gawin kong methods, kahit anong mag-gather ko ng research, alam ko na ang conclusion ko based on my data or intuitively from my knowledge. And because I'm very passionate about about this topic, alam ko na ito na maging conclusion ko. Then you work inductively, meaning, how do I support this conclusion that I already have in mind? But again, guys, that's actually wrong. <laughs> you don't do that. What you do is you should always, anyway, you should always work inductively, meaning, obviously, from paano mo hihimayin yung data mo, paano mo ginamit yung data mo, how you answer your thesis questions. Dapat may madidiscover ka, like Marius mentioned. And in my case, actually, I didn't have that, or well, I did have that um, conclusion ready in my Pero the funny thing was, and what really made me happy at the end of my research was, it wasn't the conclusion that I came up with. Kasi based on the data that I had, like to give you an idea, again, I was researching about bisexuality and I used um, the concept of hegemonic masculinity as the theoretical framework. And then I, um, I actually made two very crucial conclusions that I really like. So one, um, it's that um, bisexuality, at least from the study that I did, it's more of a function of gender expression than sexual orientation. So meaning, and dami ko kasing na-interview na they consider themselves as straight kahit na they actually have sex with men. Which is weird. Pero ayun, but they call themselves bisexual because of that. Pero they have only like physical or like physical enjoyment by having, you know, physical relations with other men. So that's one thing. So, yun yung basically na conclusion ko na based on my research, apparently, um, these um, set, subset of people actually um, use gender expression or they subscribe more to gender expression than sexual orientation. So that wasn't the initial like conclusion I had in mind, but that's the beauty in research, kasi guys. Eh. Kaya nga, if you do your studies really well, you will have that eureka moment at the end, and then, in nga, then you will be able to conclude um, something that is probably um, so far from your initial um, thought of what will be the conclusion will be. And that um, maganda dun, obviously, if you do your thesis well, lahat ng may conclusion mo is always supported by data. Kasi, nandun eh, the data is there. It, um, you just need to read it and then you base your conclusion on the kind of information that you gathered. Diba? Ayun. So, Actually, if you've been listening to uh, to ano, the sequence of how we analyze the thesis, you na each part is inter- interrelated. Ano? So, actually, what you put into the introduction, the methodology, and the conclusion, yan. it's actually like a, a whirlwind if you think about it. Because at one point, it's a blend-blend. Eh. Because, you know, not everyone writes sequentially. In our case, actually, parang we begin with a conclusion. Parang ganun, kasi puro rhetorical yung questions namin. And then, to, you have, we have to flesh that out. We have to give it nerves, bones, sinew, muscle, ganun. Uh, it's always different depending on the domain. Pero in the end, it, ang purpose is to create the knowledge. Na? And to contribute to the, to the totality of knowledge sa Pilipinas. Okay. Uh, partner, do you have any parting tips to our uh, listeners? Well, for me, guys, enjoy I know, I know may hirap siyang sabihin, you've 
especially in this climate na yun na talagang we're doing online classes so alam ko madami extra stress now um, for us kasi ni Marius it, it was really a joy um, like getting those anong tawag din sa cards na yun Marius <laughs> kasi wala pa wala po kami well meron na yata sa main live sa UP yung magsasearch tayo ng books ayun ano, ka, ano card catalog ayun tapos meron pa kami microfilm so I mean we did a lot of you know Um, manual things to to try to other uh, research to help our research. So uh, for me, like find joy in it. Because honestly, if it's a topic that you really really enjoy, guys, I'm sure that you'll find um, something that you will enjoy. And it it um yeah, it won't be a chore and it won't be a bore for you to um to contribute to the body of knowledge of humankind. And you need to think of it that way. Na, na hindi ka lang ano isudyante you're actually contributing to the knowledge and if you do it well and you know if you do it really well madaming maaaring magamit yung studies mo actually and that's that's the thing di ba Maris ganun naman talaga that's that's um, what um, thesis are all about oh and just to add to what partner JR said ano huwag kayong matakot sa pagkatutok huwag kayong matakot na maging kakaiba. Kasi maraming bata, or sorry, maraming estudyante ang natatakot na magbasa kasi feeling na magiging weird daw sila. Uh, hindi na sila kakausapin ng friends nila. You know what? Don't think about that. Gawin nyo siya with the same passion that you do when you pursue K-pop or any of your hobbies. And trust me, the moment na you fall in love with your thesis topic, it doesn't matter anymore kung hindi ka tutulungan ng groupmates mo you f- will finally understand deep in your heart why you have to do this and why it feels so great to do it. Ganun lang yun, ano. If you don't feel that way, you know, alam ko mahirap. But if you feel joy kahit nahihirapan ka, you're on the right track. Okay, guys? And this has been Vox Popcast. Ako po yung host, si Marius. And this is JR. So, guys, especially for the students, again, we're doing a series for you guys um yung mayingin topics ng ating podcast will be about basically student life so please um feel free to watch out for more but for now we're signing off bye bye bye